Welcome back to Her Life Re-Energized. Hi, I'm your host Tia. Do you love your life? Do you feel like your life is intentional, purposeful, driven? Do you feel like you are creating a difference in this world? Or do you feel like you're a passenger in your own life? Do you feel like you're being dragged from pillar to post and that you're never making the decisions, rather you're just kind of along for the ride? Well, if that is you, my friend, or you would like to become less like that, you are in for a treat. In today's episode, I am taking you through five steps on how to create an intentional, meaningful life that also, if you're a Christian, brings honor and glory to God. I am sure you'll get so much out of this, and it's a great time to start taking stock of your life as we start to evaluate the year that's been, and the year that is to come, this is the perfect time to start taking a look at your life and whether or not it is going in a direction that you are happy with. If you're not listening to this when it just gets released and you're listening to it like mid-year or something, you know, don't forget that any time is a good time to take stock of your life. It is a practice that you should be doing regularly and it's never too late to change the direction. So get ready to dig in. It's time to get your spark back. Welcome back to Her Life Re-Energized. Hi, I'm Tia, exercise physiologist and wellness specialist. Is it time to say goodbye to constantly being exhausted and watching life fly by without you? Then this podcast is for you. Twice a week, I bring you simple, practical and actionable tips to reclaim your energy and life. Get ready to flourish in the life and purpose God has for you. Come, it's time to get your spark back. Let's get straight into it. Going back to what we, the question we asked in the introduction, do you love your life? Is it rewarding? Is it purposeful? Is it something that you can wake up in the morning and go, yes, I am living with a purpose and I am excited to see what today will bring. Even if you don't like the things on your to-do list, you know, if you're living a purposeful, intentional life, You should wake up every morning, or at least most mornings, knowing that you're going to be working on something that will be making a difference, whether that is a difference for your kids, whether that is a difference for your family, in your workplace, for your clients, whatever that looks like. You know, you should wake up feeling motivated and encouraged that what you are spending your time on matters. You see, our time is the one thing that we don't get back. You can always make more money. You can always, well, not always repair relationships, but you can make new relationships. And you always have the option. Most things in life you can come back to. But time is not like that. Time is the one resource that we have that just keeps on going. We never get back lost time. So it is so important to make sure that we are living lives where we are using our time well 
and for things that matter. As Christians, we are called to live lives that bring glory to God first and foremost, and we do that by being obedient to him, by loving him, and by following the plans and the purposes that he set out for us. You know, obviously, as Christians, you know, we believe that God is the creator of the universe and the creator of us, and that he loves us. So walking out his plan for our life is always going to be the best option. Nothing that we come up with will ever come close to what God has put in store for us, for both for our sanctification and edification and all those big fancy words, which, yeah, but also for his glory, which is the most important thing. We are also called as people to be hardworking, to be passionate, to be driven. You know, we're not called to be passive. We are not called to just la 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 through life. But interestingly, we are called to be content and with the life and the lot that we are given. So yeah, I'm not diving into that today. That is a very interesting discussion. And if you'd like me to touch on it in a future episode, let me know. But that, that is, that is an episode in and of itself. Um, but. We are called to be passionate, hardworking, driven people. We're meant to live with zeal and enthusiasm for life. And that doesn't mean you have to wake up every morning like an energizer bunny, you know, bouncing through the day. But it does mean that we're meant to have that determination, that grit, that bigger picture that we are working towards. You know, we, you can take almost any of the main characters in the Bible, you know, the ones that are not like the bad guys, but, you know, like the good, quote unquote, good guys, the people who God, um, what's the word? Uplifts? No. The people that God says good job to. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. You know, people like Moses and Daniel and David and all of these people, you know, even Mary, you know, they all stood up and did things. They weren't passive. Even Moses, you know, he was considered like the meekest man that ever lived. And he was not a passive person. He, if he was a passive person, he would have still been in the courts of Egypt. He would not have had anywhere near the life that God had put in front of him. And, you know, he may not have been enthusiastic about the life that God had put in front of him. He may not have been particularly keen to embrace it at least initially you know you see in um exodus 4 he's literally arguing with god over whether or not he should be doing this if he's the right person to do it because he doesn't think he's qualified or equipped but nonetheless he did it he took action and he followed what god had in store for him you know and that doesn't mean that these people had it easy it doesn't mean that they had cruisy lives. In fact, if you look at their lives, almost every single life is marred by struggle, hardship, you know, things that we, to the extent that we will probably never understand in our day-to-day -day life. But they, are, they still managed to live lives that were passionate and enthusiastic and full of zeal. So we have so many good role models in the Bible to look up to. And in 
everyday life as well. You know, you look at all the people around you who are changing the world, who are accomplishing great things, and not a single one of them is passive. They are all taking risks, stepping out in faith that they are going to be making a difference for at least one person. And that's what we go look at our lives like. Are we making a difference? We don't have to be making a difference for the whole world. We don't have to be making a difference for our whole country or even a whole city. But just one person, whether that is your spouse, your family members, your kids, you know, someone at work, you know, are you making a difference in their life? In just at least one one person, in one thing? It's a big question and it's hard. But that's kind of what I'm talking about with having lives that matter and living lives that are full of purpose and meaning and that you actually feel like you're accomplishing something. Whether or not you're just a tight, we're all just tiny pieces in a puzzle, really. But if each piece plays its part, you end up with this beautiful picture. So, yeah. Next, the thing is, if how are we going to achieve this? Well, as I talked about in the last episode, I believe intentional living is the only real way to achieve this. The only real way to actually create a life that both honors God and actually makes a difference on this earth. And to be honest, I think any life that honors God will make a difference on this earth because God doesn't call us to be passive people pleasers. He calls us to make a difference for him, for his kingdom, and for his glory. So, what is intentional living? Well, if you want the in-depth explanation of like the whole mindset shift and everything that goes into it, jump back to the last episode, which is episode six, and that'll give you a nice big rundown. But the short version is, essentially, intentional, intentional living is when you live with intention. Shakara. It's when you choose to make the decisions in your life and are aware that every decision, including not making a decision, is always a decision. You cannot escape making decisions. Even when you're being passive, that is a decision to be passive. So that is essentially, in essence, what intentional living is. And it just gives you the freedom and the opportunity and the mind space to actually start making decisions and start crafting a life that you love. All right, the five steps. So I've broken this down into five steps. Um, Obviously, you can do more or less, but I think this is a really nice way just to kind of dig into how to create, how to start creating a life that you love through intentional decision-making. And... Obviously, as you probably can tell, this whole podcast is from a Christian perspective. So if you're not a Christian and you are listening to this, you know, you can substitute your own God or whatever higher power you do believe in, in place of what I am, who I'm referring to as God. Obviously, that is not what I believe. I do believe that God is the one true God and he is the only God. But that's just a kind of a little caveat on how you can take this and apply this to your life if you aren't a Christian. All right, number one, seek God in what you're supposed to do. I know this sounds really simple and probably a little bit obvious, but it's probably because it's so obvious, it can be quite easy to miss. 
So seek God and what you're supposed to do. This means praying about it, committing it to God and holding space to think about it, to not be in a rush. You know, when you're in a rush and you're trying to rush God, that never works well. <laughs> um, it just, it doesn't. God doesn't operate in our time frame and his plans and our his purposes are so much bigger than ours. And he does call on us to wait on him, which requires patience and waiting, which isn't easy. But that is how we can get guidance from God. You know, if we want guidance from God, we have to commit things to him. And then we have to submit to him. And we have to see what he is going to tell us to do. But if you want to listen to God, you actually have to make time to listen. It's he. It's the same as if you wanted to get an answer from your best friend. You know, you don't walk up to your best friend, tell them all your problems and say, what do you think? And then walk straight away. Like, that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you got to leave space. You know, think, think things through, invite God in while you think things through and just hold space, leave time to see what, hear what he has to say. Alrighty, step two. List out all of the dreams and plans, you know, passions, ambitions, all of the things that you have, you know, since we're starting at the, you know, looking at if you're doing this for the next year. Um, write down all the things that you want to do, achieve, be part of in the next 12 months. But you can also do shorter term or longer term. But essentially, you kind of now that you've sought God on what you're supposed to do, now we want to list out all the dreams and plans that we have and just put them all down on paper so we can ha take a bit of stock of what we're dealing with. Thirdly, we're going to pray over them. We want to listen to God. And we want to look for two things. We want to see if A, what he gives you peace over. So when we're dealing, when we're trying to make godly decisions, this is something I've wrestled with for a very long time. I would much rather God came down from the sky with a big sign or like an audible voice saying, do this, don't do that, you know, do more of this, do less of that. You know, that's right, that's wrong. But he doesn't. Very, very rarely throughout history does he actually come down and say, give us specific directions on what we should be doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I know if that's you, if you're in that boat as well going, I wish you would just tell me that is also me. But I do find that he speaks in other ways. Obviously, he does speak through his Bible and his word. So we want to be digging into that and listening to what he has to say there. And he often can give you, you know, direction through scripture, you know, highlighting different words and different things that he is saying in scripture to give you confirmation on what he wants you to do. He also can give you peace. Like I was saying at the start, you know, he'll give you peace over a certain idea because at the end of the day, when God is calling you to do something, it'll probably be hard. It'll probably be challenging. It'll be tricky. You know, you might be terrified. All of the things. But he will give you peace. Like, I know when I was thinking about starting this podcast and I was tossing up a whole different bunches of ideas and, you know, different mediums, whether I should be doing blogging or podcasting or video or all of the different things, all the different options. You know, God gave me peace over podcasting. Now, 
Me, personally, I was terrified, absolutely terrified of the idea of podcasting because, like, I mean, I hate, I hate being in people seeing me. I hate being the center of attention. I hate public speaking. Like, I hate all the things. So you can see why <laughs> podcasting was probably not high up on my list of things that I was going to do. But when I was praying about it and I was thinking about it and I was looking at all my options, you know, God gave me a real sense of peace that this was where he wanted me to go next. This was the next step for me and for my business and for all of the things that he was going to do. So that was pretty cool. So even though even though things can be hard, and tricky or scary, you know, you want to feel God's peace over them. And it is important to differentiate between feeling scared and having peace because you can actually have both at the same time. <laughs> like they're not, not as mutually exclusive as you might think. Part B is God will open the correct doors. So when you're looking into doing something, you're looking at all the different ideas and dreams that God has placed on your heart, you know, you want to see what doors God opens because sometimes the dreams that he gives you might not be dreams for right now. They might be dreams for long term or they might just be dreams that he isn't expect he that they aren't. Wow, that was not English. <laughs> they might not be dreams to be realized either. You know, sometimes we just have dreams and ideas and that's good. But then sometimes there are things that God wants us to action and when he wants us to action them he will open the right doors now opening the right doors doesn't mean that you get to sit on the couch and be passive and lazy and do nothing you know you want to be actively out there seeking looking seeing what your options are and then see what doors God opens because when you're actively looking and seeking and praying and working through what your options are and what's out there, you know, it's amazing how God can and will open doors that you didn't even think was possible. So they are the two ways to kind of, I find, they are like two very tangible ways to see if a dream or a passion or a plan is what God wants you to be working on right now. Fourthly, now that we've kind of seen what we've like tested the ideas I guess for lack of a better term we want to write them down write down the things that you have peace over and write down if any doors are starting to open and then that's a really good way to kind of get it all back down on paper so then you have a list of the things that you want to be working through and then as doors are opening you know you can write down what doors are opening and it just helps gives direction and purpose and helps you plan, which is important because action doesn't really ever happen without good planning. And if you do take action without planning, it can get very messy very quickly. I am not the best at planning. And historically, I was even worse at planning. And <laughs> yeah, if you're sitting there going, oh gosh, planning is hard work. I get you. Planning is not my cup of tea. But it is important if you want to make progress, you do have to have plans and goals in place or else you're never going to get anywhere. And if you do get somewhere, you might not like where you're going or B, you have nothing to measure it by. 
So that's just a side note there. Um, number five is you want to come up with some steps to get you started. So you come up with, you know, the first one to three steps or one to five steps if you're really feeling ambitious, or at least just one step for each thing that you believe God is calling you to do and get started. You know, put them in your diary. You don't have to put them all in your diary for today or tomorrow or even this week. You know, start to write them down, start to plan time for them and see, you know, okay, I'm going to work on this thing this week. And then in a month's time, I'm going to start on that project. And then in six months time, I've got another project starting. And then just start to have put timelines and deadlines and things around it so that you're actually starting to make progress and you know what you need to do because you don't need to know the whole the whole thing to make progress or to get started but you do need to know the first couple of steps just to kind of and then as you go just to kick yourself off and then as you go you can figure the rest out and yeah once you're started then you're sweet to go see what doors God will open see if God you know sometimes sometimes paths shift and change and you know, what started out as a great idea might get kind of derailed slightly. And as long as you're still moving, that's okay. You know, look at the goals that you want to have. And even though the path, we don't know what our paths will look like. We don't even know what tomorrow will look like. So be flexible. You know, you don't need to have everything planned out to the absolute letter. Because, plan- because plans will change. Things change. Things shift. Things move. But you do want to have plans and you don't want to be flexible just to make sure that you actually are getting somewhere. And you know what? If your plans and your dreams and what God is calling you to do personally shifts and changes over time, that is okay. That is very, very common. When God puts a calling on your life, you know, he often He often just gives us what we need. He just gives us what we need for that next season that next step, that next day, and what he wants us to do and where he wants us to go in the future is still up up to him. And that's okay. That's good. So just don't be too hard on yourself. If things do start to shift and change, that's okay. The, The one thing you do want to watch out for is if you start jumping ship every single time something gets hard, that is not great. You know, if you, if every single time you come up against resistance, hard work, a lot of work, stress, you know, anything that's uncomfortable that's bringing you out of your comfort zone and you decide to jump ship then, that isn't great. You do need to have some sort of grit, some determination to work through the hard things. You know, you don't ever want to jump ship just because something is getting too hard. That is not a great mindset and it doesn't set you up well for life. Because you'll look back on your life and you'll just see all these different things that you've abandoned because they were too hard. And that's not the sort of legacy that you want to be leaving or I want to be leaving. And I know the temptation is definitely there when things do get hard or tricky or you have clients that are difficult. You know, it's very easy just to like go, nah, I'm out of (laughs) here. Or if a job is getting hard, you know, you have a hard boss at a job or you know, a crappy uni lecturer, you know, it's very easy to go, nah, I'm out of here, I'm done, I'm dusted, I don't want to put up with this anymore. And while in some circumstances 
you know, I'm not saying if the situation gets really bad or abusive or something really bad, you know, keep yourself safe, obviously. <laughs> like, I feel like that is should go without saying. Like, that is first and foremost. But then, you know, if things are just getting uncomfortable and difficult, be really seek the Lord in it and see if he's calling you to move or if he wants you to grow in determination, in grit, in endurance, in resilience. You know, all of these are very important skills. And you never know. You might just, it might just be your opportunity to grow as a person. Because all big things, great things, you know, life-changing things take hard work. They take grit. They take determination. You know, they take going against the flow, going against the crowd. Because if it was easy, everybody would do it. But it is always worth it. It is worth it. Having a life that you feel like that you are controlling. Obviously, we're not controlling. We can't control most things in life, if we're honest. You know, we can't control the weather. We can't control tomorrow. But if you feel like you are actually making the decisions with whatever you're given, that is such an empowering way to live. And it helps you live with intention and passion, which in essence, if you're living like that, it probably, it means that you're achieving things. And if you are living in a life submitted to God with enthusiasm and passion and achieving the things that God's calling you to achieve, that is a brilliant life to live. Honestly, I couldn't think of a better life to live. So there you go. There are five steps to living, creating a life you love that also glorifies God. And if you're getting a bit stuck on what you should be doing with your life, um, one really great resource that I found, and it's not a Christian resource, but it's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And that is a fabulous book for talking about getting to the purpose and the why behind what you're doing. And honestly, like I would completely recommend it. Um, yeah, I found it so helpful to me. And I know a lot of people I've talked to also would absolutely swear by that book. So there you have it. And if you're kind of more interested in like prioritizing things and how to prioritize things now that you've got your goals and ambitions, uh, I will be going over that in another podcast episode before the new year. So keep an eye out for that. And I hope this helps you create a life that you love, create a life that honors God, and ultimately creates a life that is create, wow, that brings, creates impact and brings fulfillment and purpose and yeah, all of those good things. I hope you have, are having a wonderful day and I'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.